Between the Covers, a series designed around who and what can be done and achieved by patients, planning and working in a community of like-minded, successful people. This podcast series is for anyone looking at becoming a successful published author and those looking to understand the mind of a writer and the goals of a publisher. Proudly sponsored by Shoreline Publishing. Welcome and enjoy. G'day and welcome to the Between the Covers podcast, which is the Shoreline Publishing podcast. Today's episode features Graham Konofsky with his fantastic book, the Baby Boomers Revenge. G'day, Graham. How are you? Good morning. How are you? I'm not too bad today. And uh, this, this one looks like an absolute ripper. I'm keen to find out a bit of the uh, inspiration behind this book. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it was amazing. I finished uh, an autobiography during, during COVID. And uh, then I got to thinking, oh, look, I, I reckon I wouldn't mind doing another book. Now, what could it be? And like uh, usual, I usually find something that is tried to be a bit humorous. Yep. But it, it got to a point where I was thinking, hell, the one thing that really annoys me these days is uh, is that we baby boomers grew up with the Paul Hogans and the Benny Hills and all of those sort of people. And and now uh, political correctness suggests that uh, that's not the way of the future. And uh, I think that's a real shame. I think we're losing part of our culture. So that's what really promote, got me into, into writing The Baby Boomer's Revenge. So it's my way of, of getting back at all those bastards that, that want, to, want to put in, uh, make political correctness the way of the future. So um, it's not your traditional joke book, though, is it? Like it's not it's not a, a line of, a last minute sort of thing. It's a bit different to that. No, no. Well, I've I've looked at joke books, and and after about ten minutes, you get sick of them. Yep. So what I've tried what I tried to do in this is I built a story around around a family, two mum, dad, and the and the kid, and uh, and what I did was built a whole heap of these yarns that I've heard over the years into the story. So it reads, it reads like a story. It's got, uh, it, it starts off in an Aboriginal mission station and ends up, uh, and ends up in a in a in a nursing home uh, for the for the parents. So uh, it's a it's a life story and a life's journey. Uh, but built built into that is all the humour that uh, that we've all come and heard through the years. So you've uh, you mentioned in your in your media kit your your um, background information that um, Oz culture uh, is at stake a little bit and and you're here to save our humour is that uh, is that pretty well what you're after? Yeah, look, I think now I think we we are in danger uh, with our political correctness of losing a lot of our culture, and uh, let's face it, the Paul Hogan's of the world wouldn't get off the ground today. You know his humour with Delvin Delaney, uh, skintily uh, dressed and etc., and running, uh, moving across the screen, and him googling at her. Um, that sort of stuff doesn't cut the mustard anymore, uh, as we see in politics. And and uh, I think that's a. I don't think that's a good thing. I think we as Australians have got to be able to laugh at each other, take the Mickey out of each other, and enjoy life. You mentioned Benny Hill a minute ago, and I'm a fan of English comedy. That's where my um, enjoyment lies like I'm a dad's army and uh, Steptoe and these sort of ones but Monty Python was huge for me um, yep. Monty Python would probably struggle now wouldn't it 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I think all of them, you know, the robin's nest on the buses, for goodness sake, get a, it was, <laughs> oh, I grew up with the old Reg Varney and, and the, and the old bus conductor fella. And, and I reckon, I reckon that was great humor. And I still believe if you replayed a, a few a show of the, of, 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 of on the buses, I reckon there'd be a whole new audience pick up on uh, on on the humour. Was um, looking at uh, Monty Python's Life of Brian, for example, the People's Front of Judea, the one led by John Cleese, that little group with their uh, fist to their head. They sort of started the political correctness thing almost in that as a satirical thing, didn't they? Yeah, they did, and and I think that was part of yeah the comedy at the time, and they were sort of having a having a have, they were probably. Yeah, they were leaders in this uh, in this regime of of moving towards political correctness, and they probably regret every minute of that. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> wouldn't be surprised. And, and you also look at other police ones like um, like uh, Faulty Towers, for example. That had that same ogling sort of humour and uh, and you know really uh, risque sort of stuff in it, didn't it? Yeah, that's right. And, and most of all of that, all of those comedy things were always that bit risque. Uh, but that's what we all loved about it. Yeah, you know, let's let's not kid ourselves. And that's why, you know, I've called this baby boomers revenge. It's it's my way of getting back at get, getting back at all that crap that's going on at the moment. Who do you like watching or listening to or reading now uh, in, in that space? Oh, look, I I don't read a lot of of comedy stuff these days. I read I particularly like uh, non-fiction books. Yep. Uh, particularly Fitzy's books, they are brilliant. Yep. Uh, the author that I loved in fiction was uh, was Bryce Courtney. Uh, I read every one of his books. I love those. Uh, and uh, yeah, those sort of yeah, author, yeah, quality authors uh, that uh, that will live on for generations. I like um, the line in your promotional stuff, which can be found at shorelinepublishing.com.au. Just search George when you get in there. Um, I like, sorry, not George, Graham. Um, if I like finding the, the line that amateurs built the ark and professionals built the Titanic as in a uh, get in and have a go sort of uh, attitude. And that's, that's very Australian in itself, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And that's what, and that's what I decided when I was writing the book. Bugger it, I'll give it a go. And uh, and and it it tends to fight. It doesn't. You don't write it from start to finish. Well, I don't anyway. I just uh, what inspires me on the day. I write something about that and worry about joining it all up. Uh, joining it all up later. But yeah, it's yeah, it's look. I, I thoroughly loved uh, love writing it. I uh, I when I read through it when I finished, I thought. Yeah, I, I don't mind this, <laughs> and, I hope that, and I hope that, and I hope the readers will will enjoy it, get a laugh, and if they and look, if people get a get a few smiles out of it, I'm a happy man. Yeah, I think, that, I think that's the key to life, isn't it? Like if you can if you can give a smile along the way, then you've done something good for somebody. Absolutely, I, I think there's too much, and life is a serious business. Uh, yeah. We know what the we know what the end result is. It's the journey that we really need to uh, to focus on, and uh, and the more the more smiles we get along the way, you know, the health professionals tell you it's good to smile and it's good to, and it's good 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 for you, and I couldn't couldn't disagree with that sort of advice. Absolutely not. Um, now this is aimed at older Australians, people more of the baby boomer generation. But do you think there's something in it for the younger generation as well? Absolutely, I think there's a bit in there to learn 
uh, what what us old baby boomers, uh, what we enjoy and, and what makes us tick. And that can always that can be a good thing for people to for younger people to say, oh well, this is their journey, uh, and this is what they got out of it. Maybe it's worth having a listen to 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 to, to what some of these old farts have got to say. Do you have a favourite yarn from the book? Ah, uh, look, I, I reckon I I, I enjoyed a lot of uh, of of one liners in it. But I reckon one that the one that really uh, got me was young uh, young Nigel, who's the who's the son, asked his teacher one day. He says, "Why is England called a kingdom?" And she said, "Because it's ruled by a king." He said, "Oh, now I understand why Australia Australia is called a country." <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so there's lots, and uh, I enjoy the uh, another one. A one-liner with uh, with the parents, Richard and Ethel. Um, Richard said, "Honey, how about we try a new position uh, tonight?" And um, she said, "Yeah, okay. You go and stand near the ironing board, and I'll sit on the couch and fart." <laughs> <laughs> Those sort of one-liners are lost in in everyday conversation. I'm sure of it. You, you get the odd uh, you get the odd old bloke or the odd. Uh, Young bloke, we spent too much time with his granddad telling those sort of jokes, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's all, and you know, when young Nigel's at school, you know, the teacher one day asked him, What's the chemical formula for water? And he says, H O J K L M N O. And she said, What are you talking about? And Nigel said, Well, yesterday you said it was H2O. <laughs> 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 I, just, I, I really love that sort of one-lining humor. It takes me back to my granddad. He, he was yeah. really good with those as well. And I think um, for the younger generation of people listening to this podcast, going, "Oh, this book's just for old fellas." It, it's not. Yeah. It's for you to be able to reclaim those memories with your you know, family members, isn't it? Yeah, and and that's right because a lot of a lot of the yarns in there probably someone has heard from heard over their lifetime. But the enjoyment in this, I believe, is is that how how I've managed to weave it into the story of a family's uh, family, you know, growing up and 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 moving on in the world. Yeah, another day, the teacher says uh, to to the to the class, "What do you call a person who keeps on talking when people are no longer interested?" Nigel sticks up his hand and says, "A teacher." <laughs> 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 I thought it was that old uncle at the party, but anyway. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but one day Richard, Richard, who's a pastor in this book, the father of the family, he's uh, he's doing a baptism, and uh, and he's just about to, to 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 dip the hand in the water and said, uh, Mister and Mrs. Royd, do you really want to call your daughter Emma? <laughs> 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 That's got that uh, that banjo Patterson element from uh, Bush Christing, doesn't it? You know, yeah. McGuinness's whiskey. That's it. That's similar, it. Sort of, so, similar sort of vibe. Yeah. So um, yeah, it, it's all of that sort of stuff. A lot of one line, but a lot of longer, longer material. That's uh, that you know some of the yarns that we heard uh, heard over the years, and uh, and they're all weaved into the weaved into the story and. Um, Look, I I did, I, uh, I loved writing it, and uh, whatever happens from here happens from here. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Between the Covers, Graham. It's been an absolute blast. I knew it would be. I just knew before <laughs> this podcast started we were going to have a bit of fun. So thank you so much, and all the very best with your book. Okay. Thank you very much.
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Covers, produced by Shoreline Publishing.